Welcome back to the What Happened Yesterday podcast. I'm your host, Andy Hare, and I'm so excited. This is episode 10. I think I start every episode with I'm so excited because I always am. You should see my wife. She she needs to uh, calm me down quite often um, because my excitement about the smallest things is over the top. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, dogs and cats, and strange parrots that sits on your shoulders, This episode, I am starting to go through my book and I'm looking at a list that when I was in um, uh, memory rehab with my psychologist, uh, she made me write down um, as many things as I possibly could that was great about teaching and how to be effective. So what I'm going to be bringing to you, I'm sure over the course of the year, is 101 ways to become an effective educator and not just talking through physical education but just being a wonderful educator um and we're going to start today with passion so let's kick kick things off i love a little bit of passion and so will you right after this And here we go. So I just need to go back a couple of steps. So when I mentioned about the um, the memory um, clinic and psychology earlier on, for those listeners that may have only come into episode 10, what I talk about is in the early stages of my rehab after my accident, um, I had to spend weekly sessions, sometimes twice weekly sessions with a psychologist to really understand how my brain was working and because it wasn't working at the the, the normal rate that I would expect it to and that I've been expecting and I guess being used to. Um, so the psychologist really helped me understand that uh, uh, with the different stages of impatience that I was going through and the different feelings that would come through it. So one of the ones was obviously um, uh, regretfulness of uh, loss of information with, with work and um, knowing who I was. So this was a really cool way. And going back through my book and finding this list, it brought back so many cool ideas. So I'm going to try and put, as I said, as many of these in as possible over the next year and um, and give everyone a, a chance to to take one idea away and in um, make it stick to your own teaching. Uh, that's what we say all the time, just take one idea See if it works. If it doesn't work, hey, you know what? You haven't lost anything because life is all about massive experiments. We're all scientists and we're trying to navigate our way through this this journey um, the best that we know. So today, the first thing I wrote in this book was passion, and I know I spoke about that earlier, but this is something that I've had 
all my life. It just wasn't when I started teaching. It wasn't when I joined Twitter. Um, you know, it wasn't when I got married. It wasn't when I had kids. It's just something that's built into my DNA. Um, and it didn't matter what what it was that I was doing. I was always deep in love with what I did. And I can remember the earliest um, memory of passion was was the ability to run um, and ride my bike because it allowed me to go places and it allowed me to to take on those journeys and see brand new things that um, ordinarily you wouldn't see if you're if you're just walking around a street or you're just stuck inside on the couch or you know even um, sitting in the back of mum and dad's car you wouldn't see that stuff because you were seeing what they were exposing you to. And, and often when you go on a journey with other people, you see what they show you. Um, so finding the passion of the outdoors and finding the, the freedom that came with passion of running and bike riding really gave me a sense of escape, but also you know, a, a sense of danger and risk. And, you know, I got up to a lot of mischief Um uh, those that know me really well would expect that. Those that don't might be a little bit afraid when you come and meet me. Um, but uh, don't be afraid because it's not all that bad. Uh, I just get very hyperactive. Um, it's my ADHD. Um, but I remember being uh, exposed on TV, uh, not me personally, but <laughs> um, but on a show called Wide World of Sport 2 and an event called the Hawaii Ironman. Um, and many of us know that event right now. But um, back in the 80s, I could only see it once a year for about an hour, and it was on this show called Wide World of Sports um, on the weekend, and they were showed snippets of it. Now, I come from Geelong in Australia, and that is one of the most populated uh, world champion density for triathlons. And and one of my good friends, um, Tim Bentley, who I actually said hello to in the last episode as he was riding past uh, on his bike, he he was an elite athlete and had completed the Hawaii Ironman in the early 80s. And this is when I picked it up. Um, and my eyes were so fixated on what these people were doing to their bodies that I wanted to be a part of it. And so I started training. Um and, you know, you had to be 18 years of age to, um, to be in, in the Ironman. Um, and I was training and I was training and I was training and I was, you know, visualizing all the time. And that's another chapter coming up later on. Um, but that whole idea of working towards something and I wanted to know everything about this particular event because it drove me crazy. Um, and I wasn't the right age for it, so I'd replicated it and I'd set up my own little mini Ironmans um, where I lived out into in the country. And, you know, I'd ride for three or four or five hours and then I'd hop off the bike and I'd run for um, two to three hours. And, and all of this um, time I was still 16, 17 years of age and really with no idea how to train. But what it did, and probably I, I um, got really connected to this later in life was that the passion drove um, the goal setting and the goal setting then was about trying to work towards something and and to know everything about how something worked um, and that was a, a legacy that I built into myself through that dedication to health and fitness um, and wanting to run fast and far um, and I guess if Forrest Gump was back uh, earlier those days, then, um, you know, that was probably someone that I would 
really look up to and that whole figure of um, just being able to explore everything on foot. Um, and so that the passion drove then through, and that's really probably what connected passion then uh, to romance um, in a different way to to um, the passion that we know. But, you know, I was passionate about my wife um, uh, all those years ago, and we've been together for 27 years, and um, just getting to know her, but everything about her as well, and and then building a life together and being passionate on that similar field, and we're polar opposites and what we um, what we love, but we've been able to blend those passions in. So they've made a really, really, really tight um, knit family that we then share that with our children and be able to share the passions with our children, but then foster their passions into um, into them as well, and really look after them and allow them to think big. Allow them, sorry, I'm playing with the, my dog wants to play uh, catch at the same time that we're doing this show. Um, but following my children's passion really teaches me something else. So my daughter is very passionate about travel and, you know, she's determined to fill her passport up before she hits 21. And my son is a, a passionate musician and um, really understanding all the bands and the flow of the bands and how one band influences another with him has taught me um, so much more as well. Um, and then through my wife, just her passion um, through the the caring nature, um, but also the real humbleness that comes with um, thing and the appreciation of life, the small things, the large things, and the real dedication towards um, self-navigation in life is is what she's taught me there. And then you turn all that around and you turn that into your education, into your work. And this is where it really hits you guys out there. Uh, and you look at um, what you do. And when you, when you look at a job or you look at um, uh, something that you're so passionate about, you don't want to put it down. You want to keep playing with it like a, a a b- unbelievable book or a jigsaw um, or, you know, a puzzle that uh, you just want to keep going with all of that and you want to not give up the time that it uh, it takes to sleep or rest or eat because you want to keep going. And that's kind of where education sits. Um, and being a, a passionate educator allows us to um, have free th- free-flowing ideas all the time, but not be afraid to actually make any mistakes. And um, and if we can show that to our students we teach, then we're really setting them up for, for such an adventurous life and, and their best life. Um, you know, all the 80s movies that uh, we watched Weekend at Bernie's the other day and, and where you see um, the two main actors in Weekend at Bernie's and their office jobs. Um, you know, those office jobs, they weren't dedicated to those office jobs or one was and the other one wasn't. Um, but looking at, I think it was Andrew McCarthy, that he was the one that uh, probably I, I'd most represent is that his passion was more in that um, that play nature. Um, 
But what's represented on the movies and office jobs uh, back in the 80s was people that went to work to earn money to come home and feed their passions. Um, and what I found is that probably in the last 10 to 15 years, um, physical education, the direction of physical education, the ongoing discovery of the methods of physical education um, and connecting with people all around the world and, and looking at those people coming straight out of university now as the tickets to success because they have um, the generational shift of how they've grown up into uh, the world that we know now rather than learn the world we know now um, drives my passion to be able to keep going and look at what we do um, on a different lens and how we can um, really take an idea from today, mould it into a new idea tomorrow. Um, I know I've just finished writing all these work programs and um, and lesson scripts that, that we can uh, roll out. But like, again, every script in a movie has to have some adaptations to it because it doesn't always suit the actors. And this is the best thing about um, teaching is that when we close our books one day, we're already thinking about what's happening the next day. We don't walk home um, and shut everything off, then walk back in tomorrow and start um, going, okay, this is what I did yesterday. Now this might work today. We start thinking about it straight away and that's our passion. It just it just resembles a dedication, a hobby. Um, uh, you know, you're fixated on that transformation of that one child that you're looking to see progress for. Um, I know I've spoken a lot about uh, different things over the the entire connection journey um, that I've had in 10 years with, with Twitter, but um, really looking at yourself as an educator and what drives you. What is it that you don't stop thinking about? That is your passion. And when I look at passion and, and from my perspective, I don't have a job. Um, I have a passion that I go to, and you know I don't I don't count the um, the paycheck that comes in. I actually forget about that because I'm looking to indulge in my hobby, and that is probably the most special, most wonderful notion that you can have as an educator, um, as a person, as a human, as an adult, anyone with a job. If you can turn it around and you look at it as indulging in your hobby that fuels your passion, then you have found what you're meant to do in life. Ladies and gentlemen, there's a sermon for you right there all about passion. I'm going to leave it there. Our next um, episode, episode 11, we're going to start ticking off through this 101 effective ways to be an amazing educator. I haven't titled this book or um, I don't have a title for it, so I'm going to probably tell you 101 different titles. Um, but, hey, you're a beautiful audience, and until next time, I'm going to see some sun. You might see some snow. I know my mate Az is going to see some sand um, between his toes. Tomorrow I'm off to Water Slide Park with my great mate Andy Booth, and I'm going to see you another day. You stay beautiful. <laughs> what? what happened yesterday? <laughs> what?
Babbin, Babbin. What? Here we go again. Ah, ha, ha.